Okay, now I know that sometimes I can just sit here and speak and sound coherent and engaging and make sense and say something logical, useful, valuable, intelligent. And I know that I can sit here sometimes and speak in this voice where I'm timid and monotonous and unengaging and don't make any sense and ramble on and sound like a dithery little mouse. And it's funny because I don't always know what makes the difference between those two things. When I was quite young, my parents get got me to have all these tennis lessons and I would have these tennis lessons and I would hit one shot really well and I would get what they were trying to teach me and or even several shots and then I would inexplicably shit um I can't speak inexplicably hit really badly and just play really badly and my body would feel all awkward and clumsy and I'd be like what the hell is going on and it was so unpredictable and over weeks and weeks of lessons I didn't seem to improve I don't know if that was actually true I remember my dad saying that to me saying you've had all these lessons and you're not improving but I wonder if that was him just with his own baggage because I must have, I must have been improving. But that's been a theme. It's been a theme for me that I'll do something and I'll do it really well or relatively well. And then I'll do the same thing really badly. And then I won't understand why I did it well and why I did it badly. And then I'll feel helpless and confused because without understanding why it was good or why it was bad, how can I improve? What do I need to do to improve? And this, it's just like this podcast, so sometimes I'll listen to one of my episodes and I'll think, oh yeah, that sounds all right, you know, it's not perfect, I'm not Joe Brogan, but um, it's okay for what it is. And then I'll listen to myself and I'll think, oh my God, it's painful, my voice is so slow and I'm so boring and monotonous and I haven't even said anything useful. And this all, um, this this is a theme. This happens with a lot of things that I learn. And I think that part of it, part of it is not having the skills, the practice at detecting what made the difference. What made me hit a shot at tennis that felt good and what made the difference between um, a, a time when I was all uncoordinated and hopeless what was it about how I was feeling that made me sound more engaging and interesting and um, make sense and what was it about the times when I sounded all monotonous so detection detection of what I actually did being able to go back mentally in my memory over the sequence of events how was I standing what was I, how was I breathing? I mean, these these are the important things. It's not a, a case of intellectually preparing yourself. I'm going to say certain things and I'm going to say them in this certain tone of voice. That does play a part. I can't say it's not there at all. But a lot of it is about a sensory experience, not an intellectual, cognitive, wordy experience. 
So a, a sense of um, standing in an upright way, a sense of feeling solid in myself, a sense of knowing where my base is, knowing where my centre of gravity is, those are the things that I am um, still learning the skill of detecting. But when I, the more I detect those things, notice them consciously, um, the better I perform in different forms and different um, aspects of my life. Um, so being being good and bad at things comes down to noticing. It also comes down to having patience, to not thinking that just because I was learning to walk and I fell on my ass, that that means... I now can't learn to walk. I'm now bad at walking. That's a message I've internalized from a long, long, long time ago, which is the message that one is either good at something or one is just not good at that thing. So um, I remember my riding lessons hearing the idea that I wasn't a natural rider. And until someone expressed that to me, which was my father, he meant well, of course. I wasn't aware that I wasn't a natural rider. I thought I was just learning to ride. But then that, that I mean, I can't blame him for everything. Um, lots of people came with that message and I've internalised it and now I give it to myself. No one needs to help me with that. Um, that you can't, there's such a thing as I'm a natural at this or I'm not a natural at this. Now, I'm not denying that some people are going to find learning to ride or play tennis easier than other people. But that's not because they're genetically good at tennis or riding. It's because their previous life experiences have set them up and primed them to be good at that thing or to find that thing more easy to learn. And so I can set up my previous life experiences to set me up to be good at things that I want to be good at. So the mindset, the detection is one factor, detecting how you feel and and being able to reproduce that, learning to reproduce that. Having the mindset that if something's difficult for me, it might be simply that I don't have the life experiences and um, pre well, all the things I've already done, that set me up to be more easy, for it to be more easy to learn that thing. And then the other aspect is the patience, the patience to wait until improvement occurs and to not put yourself under pressure to have the improvement already be there. The patience to allow for that learning process to allow for the embarrassment and the shame of being no good at something and to allow and put up with the confusion and distress and discomfort that is involved in doing a thing badly and incompetently. And that confusion and discomfort used to come up an awful lot for me when I was learning jiu-jitsu but also when I've been learning other movement skills and movement and it happened in my personal training the other day where I'm being taught something I'm being shown something and I just don't get it I don't get 
the words they're using. I mean, I know that in English I understand the words and I can say them to someone and I can explain them in words, but I don't understand them in my body. The words are not landing, they're not making sense and I am confused and I don't like that confusion because I have another message that says that I shouldn't be confused, I should know, I should understand, I should get it, I'm stupid. And part of the art of learning something and getting good at something is to accept that confusion and embrace it. I have heard it said that it's when you are feeling that confusion, which is extremely uncomfortable for me, that is when I'm at my most learnable, my most teachable. That confusion is actually a positive, not a negative. That confusion is a gift. It's when we are at the very edge of what we understand, at the very borderline between what we think we know and what we have no clue about that interface and it it is an uncomfortable place it's a vulnerable place but that is the place where our nervous system is most primed to take on board that new information now i'm going to have to remember what i just said and summarize it that's tricky Um, The learning process is what I'm talking about. The learning process involves doing something well sometimes and badly other times. Not always knowing why there's a difference between doing it well and doing it badly. Looking for that difference in a sensory way. Looking inside the body and how the body feels in that difference between doing it well and doing it not so well. It involves being patient and accepting that getting good at something takes time and we just have to put up with the discomfort. It involves thinking of the confusion and the I don't get it as a gift and an important moment for learning. And lastly, it involves not having an expectation that there's such a thing that I'm going to be naturally good at. Not that I can't be naturally good at, of course some things I will be, Um, but to not have that as my expectation, to not allow that to limit my idea that I can progress in a certain thing that I'm learning. Okay, that's all I'm going to say.